We're in the middle of an awesome series. I love this series. Um, there's not many series that the, the one-liner for this, the message series is, this series will teach you how to die. You know what? That's a, that's a big teaser, isn't it? It helps you to understand what the series is about. It's really not dying physically. Uh, we're, this Dying to Live series is about learning to, to die to self and to selfishness and to sin and those kind of things that Jesus challenges us to die to. But in return, to live to... To live with the, the greatest life imaginable, a life in Christ. You know, it's strange too because this series, we're talking about a couple of passages of Scripture that are very difficult to understand. Um, the one last week and this week, when, you, when you're talking about dying and giving up your ways and taking up your cross and saving your life versus losing your life. I mean, you read, sometimes you read the Bible and you go, what does that mean to me like Monday when I go to work? What does that mean like Wednesday when I'm at school? What, what does that mean in a real practical way to how I live my life? So today, you're going to get a super practical message. Um, I, I, I love the layout of these two verses. We're going to take two verses, one at the beginning and one at the end of the message. Jesus is trying to help each one of us move through following him, taking some steps to following him. And we're going to start, let me start with a scripture that we shared last week in Mark 8. I'm going to jump right into it. It says this in Mark 8, 34. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation because it's easy for me to understand. Jesus said this, Then calling to the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If anyone, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. Isn't that a strange thing for us to look at today because we don't have any crosses laying around that you can pick up on your way out, all right? Just, just grab one that's stacked against the door, just grab it, carry it to work tomorrow. Have you ever seen the guy walking down the highway or guys or people? Every now and then, once a year or so, I'll see somebody, it'll be on the news or I've actually passed a few of them where they have a large wooden cross with a wheel on it. I always want to stop and ask them about that. With a wheel on it and you know, for a, for their spiritual growth or as a witness or whatever, but they're carrying their cross across Oklahoma City or across the country, literally carrying their cross. These scriptures can be very hard to understand sometimes, what that means to us. We don't have physical crosses that we're handing out today to say, hey, walk with this scripture, live this scripture, grab a cross on your way out and walk with it. So what we hope to do today is help you to understand and unpack a little bit what Jesus is talking about here. What he, what he is wanting us to take away and apply, or apply to our own lives. So here's the first thing you need to know today is the goal for the day is this. Here's the goal for the message is to identify where you're at on the... Okay, everybody give me air quotes real quick. Come on, help me out. On the following scale, all right? It's not the scale that's following like coming up in a minute, but the following scale. The scale that shows us where we're at in following Jesus. So, so today we hope to identify you, identify where you're at, and then take the next step. That's our goal today. As we look at these scriptures, we hope that every time, every message, next week Pastor Michael's preaching, I hope that after you listen to his message, next week you go, how does that apply to my life today? How can I implement that this afternoon? How can I live with it? And that's what we hope to do in every message is that we don't just learn something that is historical or it is you know, something for the future. But as we learn things about history in the future, I, I pray that you also ask God, how does this apply to me today? What can I learn from it today? 
And in doing that, what we're going to do is we're going to identify where we're at in following Christ. We're going to kind of look at some different levels and depths and ways that we can follow him and just identify where we're at and take the next level. How many of you know that in anything that you do, there are levels that you do that, right? When you're learning something in life, you're a beginner in the beginning. You don't understand it all. Sometimes you don't even know why everybody's doing it, but you're just kind of went out for the track team or the football team or whatever it is in life, and you're just learning how to do that. And the longer you do it, the more you focus on it, the better you get at it. It's the same way with Christ. And he understood that. You could watch his ministry, and you get to see how he took people through different levels of understanding with him. And today, that's what we hope to do with you. All right? Are you with me? You good? You ready for this? I, I, I love it. It's going to be good stuff. What we, what we hope is that we'll give you some biblical information God will do some supernatural inspiration with you inside of you. And then in return, the results of that will be some life transformation. How about that? Does that sound good? That's the way God does it. We give you the information. He does the inspiration. And in return, there's life transformation. That's what we hope happens today. So here's the first one. The first level that we're talking about, the spiritual steps, is this. That the big picture, the first one, is the crowd. All right? It's the crowd. And Jesus is just saying to all of us everywhere, Come and see. All right, come check it out. Come check out what it is, what it means to follow Jesus. What does it mean, this whole Christian thing? What is South Point about? That's the first level of a spiritual walk. That's before committing to Christ. It's just maybe you're just kicking the tires on this whole Jesus thing. You know what I'm saying? You're just kind of like, what's it all about? Is it is it like something else I've studied? Is it is it a is it a religion? Like, what, do I have to do a bunch of stuff to be a part of it? What's this all about? And it's the same way with what Jesus did in, in uh, the Gospels when he would walk up to people and he would say, hey, why don't you just come see? Come with me and see what's going on. That's the first thing. Come to South Point. Uh, check it out. Do you like the style of music? Do you like the, the style of our preaching here? I mean, we even, we even kind of rig it up a little bit. There's some free coffee in there. You want some free coffee? I mean, nobody ever says no to caffeine, right? We, we do those things, and really we do everything we do to help people to come and see. Uh, I don't know, most people hadn't even noticed today. Let me give you a, a, a thing that, uh, a point something out. Like, until last week, there's been a drum room over here for the last 10 years at South Point. Anybody notice that disappeared last week? There was a glass wall, and like eight years ago, we had drums in there instead of out here. And the way, the new way we're doing service, instead of all the worship team coming up at the end and being a distraction sometimes. What we're wanting to do is we're creating, hopefully in the next two weeks it'll be ready, a backstage entrance using the old drum room. So the stage can come around. Yeah, it's a good good thing. And the, the worship team or the, the speaker, whoever, can come out that way. And it's not distracting right at the end of service when we're trying to pray or close close up the service. So like the, one of the reasons we even think about that is for that very reason. We want people, when they come and see, come check out God and church and all of that, we don't want them to be distracted by weird things going on, like eight people or ten people walking up on stage, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's just, it's just practical things. Jesus did the exact same thing in, in the New Testament when he said, come and see. Come check out what's going on. He didn't walk up to a crowd that had never met him and go, all right, heaven or hell, your choice. Right now we're going for heaven, heaven. Anybody raise your hand for heaven? Wouldn't that be wild if he did that? Just once. I wish he had done that. Not really. But Jesus understood. What, like we have to get to know each other a little bit. And so this first level is the crowd. Before they commit to Christ, just checking it out. Just kicking the tires. Just shopping. 
And I understand that even in this room right here, we're going to have people like that. We're going to have people a part of every level. And again, while we, while we talk about this day, we hope that as we talk about these steps, that you go, that's where I'm at in life right now. That's where my step is at. That's what my journey, where my journey has taken me. And in return, you get to see the next step and you go, but I, but I still want to continue to go there. Amen? Still want to continue to grow. So the, the second one is this. Here we go. The second one's a little bit more serious. It's the congregation level. That's when Jesus said, come and join us. You'll notice that what we read last week in Mark 8, Jesus is uh, telling the good news. He's talking about the gospels. He's talking about God's plan. And at the end of it, he gave like a response time, like what we would do at the end of service. He would say, Matthew chapter or Mark chapter 8, he said, all right. So if you've liked everything you've heard and you want this life that I'm talking about, then you're going to have to deny yourself, your own ways. You're going to have to take up your cross, whatever that is, dying to self. That's your cross. And then you come follow me, and I'll teach you how to live for me. That's, that's what the congregation is all about. With Jesus, what, how long do you listen? How long do you kick the tires? How long do you shop and check it out before you say, I'm no dummy, that's the right way, and I want to follow him? That's the congregation levels when you join Jesus, when you say, you know what, I'm, I'm opening my life and I'm going to let Jesus come in. It's the same way with, like with South Point. When you, maybe you're kicking the tires at South Point and you go, you know, I've, I've shopped long enough. This is the congregation I want to be a part of and I'm committing to, I'm going to be a part of this. This is going to be like my church. That's the same way that Jesus started off thousands of years ago. Where, where are you at spiritually? Are you part of the crowd? Part of the congregation? Have you committed to Christ? I, I would love to let you know that at the end of this service, I'm going to give you an opportunity, if you're part of the crowd, to become part of the congregation. Not South Point congregation, but Jesus' congregation. They, I, we hope that most services, not all, but most services, we give you an opportunity to say, you know what, I've heard long enough, and now I want to join. I want to join Jesus. I want to ask him into my life. Amen? Here's what's great about that. Jesus accepts us right where we are, right? Isn't that right? Jesus never puts preconditions on us. Come to me. That's what he says. Come to me. If you, if you decide, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm going to follow Christ, he accepts you right where you are. That's what we talk about at South Point. We're kind of the same way. We don't, you don't have to come to South Point. You don't have to dress a certain way, talk a certain way, smell a certain way, nothing like that. You, don't, you just come as you are. But we're also like Jesus when he didn't just let you stay there. He would accept you where you're at, but expect you to continue to grow. Isn't that good? Like he doesn't want you just to get saved and just stay there. Everybody say, that is step one. Everybody say one. Yeah, that's step one. Coming to Christ is step one. God has a whole other life ahead of you. He has a whole understanding, a revelation of what real life is all about. And he wants you to continue to grow in that. All right? So everybody say step three. I love this. this I love this stuff. Step three is this. And this is where it really gets good. This is the committed area. This is the committed step where Jesus would say, come and grow. Come and grow with me. If you look through scripture, you get to see that a lot. Jesus, at first with his disciples, would say, hey, come follow me. Come check it out. Come see what you think. 
And then after some time, he would say, maybe part of the crowd, why don't you be one of my disciples? Why don't you step up and join us and let me teach you how to live this way? That, that's the, the congregation level. But then there's even that committed level, like we're talking about now, step three, that committed step, when Jesus wants to teach you how to walk with him. He wants to see you grow. He wants to see you take off. And at, like at South Point, I would see, you can see when people are ready to start committing in, to, to Christ. They want to commit. They want to join a small group. I would say that's a good sign of somebody wanting to grow in their faith, right? Just like Jesus saying from the crowd, he said, hey, why don't you come be a part of my disciples? They'll step up from the crowd, right? And then let me, let me walk with you and teach you how to live for me. Maybe it's where Jesus would take his disciples and he would say, okay, so, so here's all of Jesus' disciples and he's teaching and everything. But he would say, hey, why don't you three or four, can you imagine this? If Jesus looked you in the eyes, why don't, why don't you three or four, why don't y'all go with me? We got some serious things to pray about. And I'm going to teach you how to pray. That would be a class I would attend. What, what if he, what if he said, hey, you two, looked you in the eye, said, you two, I want you to go with me because we're going to have to talk to the Pharisees and we're going to debate some scripture. You, you, need, to, you need to know some scripture because we're going to talk about this. You understand, like that, that's this growing level of commitment where Jesus says, I, I want to take you from just being part of the crowd or even, even part of the, the congregation. I want to walk you a little deeper into this and help you become a leader in your faith, help you to grow. I want you to learn, maybe, maybe in, our, in our faith, how you would rationalize that for us in our level, maybe it's the place in your spiritual walk where you start praying. I didn't get one amen on that. Do you notice that? Where you start reading God's word, not relying on somebody else. Where, where when somebody asks for prayer, you go, absolutely, I'll pray about that this week. Instead of that, maybe you say, awesome, let, why don't we pray right now? Let's pray together. Do you understand, like, in Growth Track, our three-week membership class that we have, three weeks of understanding what South Point is all about. But here's what's great about that. When you learn about Growth Track, what you're actually learning about are the very things that we get from Christ and how he expects us to grow and to learn. And when you go into Growth Track, you learn the same thing that we just talked about. We accept everybody right where they are. You don't have to be in a certain education class or social class, live in a certain neighborhood. You don't have to dress a certain way. None of that kind of stuff. We don't have to worry about that here, right? We just want you to come be a part. But then once you get here, we really encourage you. We'll give you lots of opportunities to take a step in your faith, wherever you're at. There's hundreds of steps, right? Thousands of steps. Wherever you're at, we just pray that as we talk about Christ and we show you the example and the road to life. That's what this is all about today, dying to live. When we show you that, that you'll say, that's what I want to be a part of. I want to continue growing. If it means getting in a small group and committing to relationships and learning, that's where real relationships are built. Relationships, you get to meet some people out here in the big group. But can I tell you, in the small group is where you build relationships for life people that will do life with you, people that will visit you in the hospital and pray with you when you have needs and help you through situations. Like that's where the core groups meet each other. That's where real growth takes place. So we've had the crowd, right? We've had the congregation, those that commit to Christ. And then now we're even in the committed area, the committed step. Where, where are you at? In the committed step that says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow Christ. I'm going to learn how to do these things. I'm going to learn how to pray and read. I'm going to follow his examples. 
Well, there's a couple more. Let's look at this. Number four is this, is the core stage. Is the core stage. This would be the, in Jesus' life where he would have John or Peter, out of, even out of the disciples. So he had the crowd, and then he had the disciples, sometimes as many as 70 disciples at once. But then also, even, even in the 70 disciples, he had the 12, those that were really committed to him. And then within that, he even had three or four that he, those would be the ones that would really work with people, would really help people. And I can tell you that the core stage at South Point, when we get there, is when people begin to... Now, remember, let me, let me preface this for a second. This series is all about teaching us to die, right? To self, to sin. I didn't get a big amen on that one either. It's all about teaching us to die. But in return, the reason we teach that, the reason Jesus challenged us to, to die spiritually so that we come alive spiritually to him, right? Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that Jesus, that God designed human life? Every part of it? I, I, would, I would think so. I'm, I'm pretty sold on that, about 100%, that he designed it all. I think everything physical in this world is patterned actually off of everything spiritual that has been here way longer than the physical world. But if that's true... Who do you think understands what real life is all about? What a fulfilling life is like? What a full life is like? What a life, in Jesus' words, that was full and abundant. Another version says overflowing to the fullest. Those type of adjectives are used. If Jesus designed life, then I want to find out how to die to this world and how to walk in his life. And the reason I say you know that in the core step is because that's when people stop worrying about themselves. That's when I stop worrying about me. And my focus begins to be on other people and God's will for them. You understand that? When, when Jesus would take the disciples, and sometimes he would take them to learn to pray, and sometimes he would take them to, to eat, those type of things, to build friendships, close friendships. But when Jesus would take his disciples and assign them people and say, I want you now to go out and do what I've been doing for you. I want you now to go out and pray for people that need help. I want you to go find out in the community. I want you to go debate. I want you to go help others. I want you to go work the programs. I want you to go do those things. And at South Point, we have an opportunity we've designed just for that called our dream team. And that's the level when we really get to the place. And some people now that's not always fourth level, if that makes sense, of somebody taking a step of faith. But I can tell you, there's a bunch of people in this room that are on the dream team. And you know, when you're on the dream team, when you're serving people, serving others, you're growing spiritually. There is something supernatural about changing a dirty diaper. <laughs> Especially when the diaper was dirty when the kid came in the room and you know, thanks mom or dad. That's all right. I'm here to serve today, right? That's what, that's, we joke about that because it's, it is funny and those things, lots of different things like that happen. But can I tell you that the reason you're in here today, many of us are in here today is because somebody is serving us. The reason we're getting to take in is because somebody else is standing in the gap of our kids, of our situation so that we can relax and we can get from God what he wants to speak to our lives. 
Amen? That's why we call it the dream team. God's dream is that no one should perish, but everybody come to everlasting life. When you begin to serve other people, you're helping make God's dream come true. That's the first fold. On the second side, you're, you're beginning to understand what true dying to self is all about and beginning to live what real life is all about. It's about serving other people. Does that make sense? When you get to Jesus, when you get really close and you get in that core step in your life, you start understanding it's not about me, it's about him. You start understanding like, well, I want what Jesus wants in my life. I don't want what I want anymore. And when those things happen, you begin to to get to a really good spiritual growth in your life. You're following Christ close. Now, can I just say something real quick? Nowhere in Scripture do I find that you get to a certain level, even when you're taking up your cross and follow him, that your life is perfect. Did anybody hear me on that? It's never perfect. In fact, Scripture tells us while we're in this world, we're going to have trouble. It's just part of it. We're going to struggle. We're going to have to fight through some things, part of it. But our hope is that by learning to follow Christ, learning to deny ourselves, which is the most trouble. We talked about last week, we're killing those things that are trying to kill us internally. As we die to self and we learn to live to Christ's ways, that's the actual pathway to true life. Amen? That's where your faith really starts growing. It takes a big step of faith to invite Jesus into your life. It is. But can I tell you that two years later, it takes a big step of faith to continue following Jesus. Just to continue to say, yes, I'm going to learn to pray myself. I'm going to learn to read my own Bible. I'm going to learn to do what you did, Jesus. I'm going to learn to do those things because I'm following you. And the last one is this. The last level is this. Number five is the commissioned level. That's the level where Jesus said in Mark 8, I want you to come and die. Come and take up your cross, deny yourself, give yourself to me, follow me, and find true life. You know, in Luke 9 is where Jesus fed the 5,000. Have you heard that story? 5,000 plus people are there. They're listening to Jesus. It becomes late in the afternoon. Jesus says, hey, it's time for these people to be fed. The disciples said, There's no, we don't have enough money to feed these people. I guess before, Jesus would just say, hey, run to McDonald's and get something. And they're saying, it would take a year's wages to feed these people. And Jesus said, well, find out what we have. So he, they shop around. They ask the people in the crowd, there is one boy, which I was very disappointed. Why, why weren't us adults represented in this story? There's one boy that brought his lunch, a few pieces of bread and a few fish. Brought his lunch. They've been outside all day. Fish outside, that's not good, right? Jesus takes it. He prays over it. They begin to hand it out. They go around the entire crowd, and there's even food left over. Miraculous, miraculous, miraculous. Incredible thing. Thousands of people fed with this one lunch. Everybody's excited. Wow, what this guy's teaching us. It's true. I understand it in my heart. This is incredible. And you know what Jesus does in Luke chapter 9? He says, while everybody's agreeing with me, and you've heard the, the teaching today, And while your bellies are full from the great lunch that this kid provided for us, let me tell you this. If you're going to follow me, he says almost identical in Luke 9, what he says in Mark 8. If you're going to follow me, you have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross and follow me. That's the way to true life. You understand Jesus worked from the crowd 
to the congregation, to the committed, to the core, all the way up to the commission that day in one crowd, in one setting. He's letting everybody understand, like, you can come and just kick the tires, but I'm going to ask you to follow me. And if you follow me, I'm going to teach you my ways, and I'm going to show you that there is some giant spiritual, emotional, physical fruit in your life that comes from following me. And in that process, I'm going to ask you to deny yourself. I'm going to ask you to take up a cross. That means something that you may feel like it's suffering, but I want you to do that for me because that is the roadway, the pathway to real and true life. That's the reason the goal for this message today is to ask you, where are you at on this road to following Christ? What level are you on? Are you in the crowd that's just kicking the tires and checking out? Are you, are you in the congregation that has made a decision to follow Christ, but you're kind of hanging out there on congregation. Maybe you're into the committed, where you're saying, you know what, I'm going to begin to learn to do some things on my own. Maybe, maybe it's the next stage, the core, where you've really surrendered and said, you know, I'm going to be a part of serving other people. I'm going to be a part of what Jesus is doing on this planet. And the commissioned, that last step, that's just where we stop being a consumer and also be a contributor. Where we consume maybe on Sundays or Wednesdays, those type of things. But the rest of the week, we're the ministers. We're the pastors. We're the Jesus to the people at our school and our jobs. Man, it got really quiet in here. I can hear this fan behind me running totally on it. That's the deep part. Those are the deep steps of God. But can I tell you something? Without ever going to a Bible school, God wants every one of you in here to be Jesus. You know that? He wants you to be the pastor, the shepherd of your area of life. He didn't plant South Point pastors at your school, at your career, in your hobbies on Saturdays. He put you there for that reason. So that in hopes of you taking up your cross and following him, that you find out really what your life is all about. You make your money at the job, but you make your life following Jesus. The call that God's word, this word teaches us is this, to lose ourself in Christ, lose ourself in Jesus and find real life. Listen to how he finishes this little passage. Mark 8, 35 says this. If you try to hang on to your life, and boy, that's a struggle. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give your life, to G, if you give your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. That's the question of the message. Jesus talks about taking up our cross and following him. But what he's asking is, do we really want to lose it or do we really want to save it? I don't think anybody would answer, no, I really want to lose it. Life's not worth anything. We all want to save it. And he says, okay, if you want to save it, then just get lost in me. Just keep following me. Wherever you're on, whatever step you're on, take another step. All right? Just grow. You're never going to get a letter from the South Point pastors going, hey, you're step three. You've been there long enough. It's time to take a step. But we want to give you opportunity, just like this series. This series is one of the more upfront series that we ever have, talking about here's your opportunity. Let's do that. Let's be a church that's dying all the time, dying to self, dying to my ways, and a church that's saying yes to what God wants in my life, that's living to true life, fulfilling life, Man, I have to go to school tomorrow or I have to go to work tomorrow. That's what I have to do for a living. But can I tell you that in the middle of that, 
God wants to develop you. That's what following is all about. Jesus wants to take you to class. Can you imagine if you're one of the disciples or one in the crowd and he says, hey, I want you to follow me. We're going to go down the marketplace and buy some fish. And you get to go down there with Jesus and you get to see how he, as a believer, did business. That could come in real handy in how you do business as a believer, right? Maybe you get to follow Jesus to his house where his mom and dad were or maybe his brother, wives, brother's wife, something like that. And you get to see how Jesus navigates relationships as a believer. Wouldn't that be very important to follow Christ into some relationships and see how they're done right? That's what Jesus wants to tell us today. Come follow me. Lose your life in me. Lose your life in Christ so that I can show you how to live the correct life, the right life. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that God will quicken something in your heart, in your mind. But then as our staff and some prayer team members come to the front and sing one more song at the end, I want to challenge you to either come up and pray with one of them or right there where you're at to pray and say, God, take me to the next level. Lead me to the next level. Call me to the next step. In Southwood, we want you to always be taking a step. We challenge our staff, our pastors. We challenge each other. Let's always be growing, following Christ, taking another step. Let's not stay in one spot. Jesus didn't die so that I'd just get saved. He died for life also. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that your word is light to our lives. It's a lamp to our feet, to our path. And God, we rely on that to show us the true path to life. We rely on that to show us our steps every day. So today I'll pray for everyone in this room, Lord, no matter what stage we're on, no matter what level, step we're on, that you would call us to take another step. That you would call us to follow you. That something else, some part of ourself or sin in our life, another part would die to give room for you to live in our life, to lead us, direct us. And I pray that through all of that, you who are the designer, you designed this life you would reveal to us what true life is all about. You'd show that with our kids, our grandkids, show that with our spouses and our friends, with our coworkers and our bosses, with our students, with our teachers. Lord, in every area of our life, will you show us what real life is all about? Help us to not chase the wind of this life, but that you'd help us to follow you to true life. We love you, Lord. It's in your name that we pray.